0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Brawl Podcast. We're back once again, episode four. What are the vibes today, Jaden? Vibes are high right now. Absolutely. How was your week? Tell me about it.
1: Uh, Weekend was good. Got to see a lot of basketball. I like the new Rising Stars challenges or uh, bracket. Today,
0: we're going to talk All-Star Weekend and do an AFC West deep dive with some predictions. And gonna have a buddy on the show. Uh, don't worry, Jaden. We will talk dolphins in the AFC East next week. Thank God I have a lot, sir. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. But let's get right into it. Jaden, do you want to start talking about the three point contest or slam dunk contest?
1: Uh we can start with the three point contest, because I think we'll talk about the slam dunk contest a little bit more. Three point contest, I had I had Luke Kennard right. I said he was gonna no, be you in the had, finals. You had-
0: you said he would be number three. You had Trey Young as your winner. Okay, I was right. I said I was right about Luke Kennard. You were right about Trey Young top two, I guess. I was, but
1: I did not see the cat winning part coming. That kind of blew me away.
0: No, I actually want to play you the clip of our last episode. So now let's talk about the Mountain Dew three-point contest. Uh, talk to me about what you're thinking here. This one's exciting.
1: We have CJ McCollum, Trey
0: Young, Zach Levine,
1: Desmond Bain, Cat somehow. Cat
0: somehow. That was Jaden's reaction to Cat last week when he said his name in the three point contest. It turned out the lowest odds player won. Jaden, your reaction. I
1: mean, he said it in his post three point conference three point contest championship. Vegas
0: got the odds wrong. Staring right at Shaq. I think I don't think anyone saw Towns winning. I mean, there's so much. I don't know. I would. I guess I can't say better shooters now, but more game shooters. I mean, three-point contest is a little different. You have
1: set shots. You just have to rush through them. But yeah, I mean, Cat pulled it through. Troy Young
0: had an off night, and I didn't do any better. I predicted Van Fleet to win, and he was disappointing. He only had 16 in the first round. The most disappointing was Levine, who I also said I thought would do well. So I was way off. Yeah, I ain't really safe from Levine. I miss him in the dunk contest, though. I just thought he was competitive in All-Star Weekend, because I know Cat is. I mean, damn. And uh, Cat, Cat goes hard in All-Star Weekend. I like those guys, though. Towns, who's listed at 6'11", is the first center to win the three-point contest. Yes, you can consider Dirk and Kevin Love, but they are listed at power forward. But it's truly impressive, honestly. I mean, that size to be hitting more than all those other guys. Moving into the dunk contest, Schmitty, what were your overall reactions to it? Hey, I picked Obi last week, and I'm going to play your second audio clip.
1: Like, Obi's big. He doesn't really have hops.
0: That was that was fun. I, st- I still stand by it. He has hopes. <laughs> I got this
1: one wrong. But one good thing about this shitty dunk contest, we d- Cole Anthony did prove that in 2K you do have plus 5 in Park with temps on. (laughs) Damn true. I remember that in 2K 16. Everyone thought it was true. So now it actually is. The best 2K. But I think Jalen Green tried to do a little too much early on. Screwed himself. And then, okay, so I picked Cole Anthony and Jalen Green in the finals, which that was 100% wrong. And then by the time we got to the finals, I thought those two guys were more in-game dunkers, not flashy dunkers. So I didn't expect much in the finals, and I was I was not shocked when
0: I saw the result. Yeah, you did what I did on the three-point contest. You picked the two people that got last to take the first two spots. But, I mean, a lot less competitors. But I think this dunk contest, compared to what we've seen, sucked. I think Zach Levine and Aaron Gorin spoiled us. Let's move on to... The Skills Challenge, I didn't write any script, but I kind of wanted to free-do it. Jaden, give me your reaction on the Skills Challenge before we talk about the All-Star game. I wasn't sure about the new format
1: where it wasn't one guy, but I'm actually a big fan of it. I think I picked, I think I predicted the rookies against the Cavs in the finals, and the Cavs took it away. I didn't expect much from, who was it, the other guys? The honest and the honest. Brother. Yeah. I thought I was, I was correct in saying the three point shot will kill him. Yeah. But overall. I mean, I liked it. The semifinals there was like, you had to run the course, but then the finals was first to make a half court, which <laughs> I don't know. That. It's, Moby it's, it's something different. It is. It's something different, which I'm a
0: fan of. Yeah. We like switching it up. You know what it is. Um, let's move on to the all-star game and let's dive right into a question I have for you. Was that the greatest shooting performance we have ever seen from a player?
1: I'm going to say yes. And now I guess the all-star game, no one's really playing defense. But, I mean, everyone once in their life has gotten hot in shooting threes. Where you make three, four in a row, normally that's at the line. Like, that's three-point line, maybe a foot back. And then your heat check is about three, four feet back. Steph's heat check was half-court. Turning around, turning around. I mean, like, what the hell? This guy's an alien. How he is the greatest that? shooter of all time.
0: How can you know that's going in from so far when it's like literally two seconds away from you? You don't even have the shot up that far yet.
1: Cause the last three possessions, he wetted up. <laughs> he knew. He knew he was just gonna drain it. Like it. It was the most impressive just stretch I've ever seen.
0: More than Clay Thompson's? Clay
1: Thompson has 50 and 37 in a quarter. That was just fun to watch. That wasn't a stretch. That was an entire quarter. I'm talking like just a five-possession stretch of just Steph being Steph, shooting from five feet behind, five to seven feet behind the arc. is
0: just absurd. No one in their right mind should ever shoot that shot. No, and I, I, I agree with you. I think it was insane i mean 15 threes in a game already is a lot he's he's an alien i stand by that he's an absolute alien
1: and do you think moving on from that do you think how it ended
0: was the best way to end it lebron (laughs) back in cleveland i think it created the most drama for the next you know three months of basketball it's going to be this lakers team i think LeBron's starting to become fed up again and he might want to leave again I mean, he said his last – he said his career
1: is almost done, where he said his last season will be with his son. So His what son's is that? first
0: season. Four years from now? Five years from now? I think five or six. Five, two, six. But do you, think he's, do you think he stays in L.A. the entire time? I think he'll stay in L.A.
1: and then slowly decline, and then when his son gets to the league, he's going to that team.
0: Let's move on, and I'm going to ask you another question. Uh, do you like the all-star rules that they – like the all-star format they do for the, each game? If uh, you didn't know, Team LeBron, Team Durant uh, compete to win each of the first three quarters, and based on the score is who the charity money goes to. And then basically they add it all up at the end, and they add 24 to whoever has the most points because of Kobe and to honor his number. And the first one to make it to that certain point measure wins – Jane, what do you think? I love it. It
1: brought excitement into the All-Star game because the guys are playing for money. You still get those fun All-Star moments like Zach Levine doing a windmill or a 360. You got Steph still shooting. But then by, like, the end of each quarter, one through three, they're they they're trying to, like, win the money for the charity. And then by the fourth quarter, it's
0: all business. Yeah. No, I I definitely think it brought more competition and, it kind of was like the Pro Bowl before this, and then they implemented this new rule, and it actually brought a lot of people back to the All-Star game. Yeah, I mean, I do wish one thing, though, is that they
1: stuck with the East and West, mainly because I kind of wanted it to be like baseball, where the side who won, that was the uh, conference who got the home court advantage in the finals. That'd be sick. Like like games one and two, because that's what baseball does, and that makes a lot of sense.
0: It makes It, it makes the players that are you know, having good records, actually play pretty damn hard. I do like the team picking. I think it's awesome. I thought Lomelo Ball played
1: fantastic, and he deserved to be in at the end of the game. Like, I thought they were just going to go with, like, the most popular guys or the starting five. It's tough because Kevin Durant obviously pressed his family, and it would have been fun seeing him in. But, like, everyone understood why he wasn't there.
0: Is there anything else you want to talk about this game before I move on to the NFL? Uh, I'm good.
1: I like, I like the overall all-star
0: weekend. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, good weekend of basketball. I enjoyed it. So we are now, for the next eight weeks, going to take a division, and we're going to deep dive into each team and how their season went, how we think their draft's going to go, and how we think their season wraps up for next season. First of all, we're going to start in the AFC West with the Chiefs. The Chiefs finished 14-6 and six overall after a loss to the Bengals in the AFC Championship, who they were 0-2 playing on the season. Jaden, are the Bengals, the Chiefs, kryptonite? I think yes, honestly. Because, like, you saw it
1: in the game before where it was a very good Bills team. Like, number one defense, very, like, top of the line offense. But there was just something about the Bengals when they play the Chiefs. They have a certain swagger when they play the Chiefs. Like, they're not afraid of Tyreek Hill. They're not afraid of Javis Kelsey. They know their offense is good. Like, this Bengals team does not care that the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And it's fun to watch because they
0: are the kryptonite to the Chiefs. Yeah, and they came back from two deficits and just show that, just like you said, they don't care. They don't care who you are, what you've done. They want to win, and they did exactly that. Uh, the Chiefs this season ranked third in offense, which is not surprising, but they actually ranked 27th in defense. Jane, why do you think uh, they ranked so low? Uh, for starters, they started off
1: terribly, the defense especially. So they had to like cl- climb a little after that, and then like they say they fixed their problems, but they never really did. They kind of just had a cakewalk schedule for a while that kind of boosted their numbers, like they played the Dolphins. So that. Like, any team who plays the Dolphins, you shit on them.
0: The Chiefs' season started 4-4. Four and four. It was a rough start. Uh, Jane, what were you thinking when the Chiefs were kind of getting shut down earlier in the year? I, I was kind of thinking what everyone was thinking, like have the Chiefs been figured out? And then, of course, they
1: wanted to prove everyone wrong and saying no, they did not. But, I mean, it was
0: kind of fun to watch, you know? First three weeks of the NFL season were my favorite as a fan.
1: Yeah, if we're talking like week one, absolutely. We beat the Patriots in Foxborough, and then we went on a seven-game losing streak, we being
0: the Dolphins. Exactly what you're saying. The Chiefs picked back right up. They won seven in a row, and then they finished their last two games one and one with uh, that Bengals loss, which was uh, just basically just as good as the game in the playoffs. And the Chiefs reached first round playing a Ben Roethlisberger last game, not knowing... What they're going to expect. Chiefs come out, kick their ass. Jaden, what do you remember about that Chiefs-Steelers game real quick? It was a matter of time before the Chiefs ran away. Like, Yeah, it, it was over. It was
1: Big Ben's last game. He didn't have the arm strength. He didn't really have the pocket mobility. You need to beat a guy like Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, and that took them to the next week where they probably had the game of the year versus the Bills. Did you think that was the number one game?
1: I thought that was the game of the year for sure. It was so exciting to watch as a fan because it was a competitive. It, it was a competitive it. ball game for three quarters, and then it got to the two-minute warning where you're thinking one team's just gonna ice it, and then there was what 28 points scored after that, or close to 28.
0: Yeah, it was the most insane ending to a playoff game I've seen in a minute. Yeah, I. It was the game of the year for sure. So then they are upset again, unfortunately for Chiefs fans, by the Bengals. What else does this damn team need, Jaden? What else do they need? We've talked about it obviously before, but what do they need?
1: To realize your success in the past does not let you win a championship. Because I feel like that, they were looking ahead 100% in that second half of the game. But if we're talking team-wise, they need to rebuff the
0: defense. Yeah, and that'll take us into who we see the Chiefs drafting. Who do you see the Chiefs drafting uh, first round pick?
1: Uh, I have them drafting the safety Jalen Petrie from Baylor. I think he's like Apache Mahomes. He can play the field, but he can also hit. And I think if if Tyrod Matthew, if Tyrod Matthew trains this kid, which he will, which will mentor him, this kid could be one of the best safeties we've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I have them him falling. And I also have them taking him second round. So I'm with you there. Um, I just see them going corner actually early. Kaler Alam from Florida. Uh, Alam is a great athlete with great speed. Scattering reports says his acceleration is amazing. His hips are low and fluid in space, allowing him to flip them easy. And I think he gives a team a true man-to-man corner. Just what they need, honestly, just for like Jamar Chase. And other receivers in the league? Yeah, I could I could
1: see that pick happening one hundred percent. But I don't know. I just feel like they need to they they have one good safety right now. No, I understand.
0: Yeah, they desperately need help at the safety. Like position. they need
1: they need to get Daniel Sorensen off the field more than they need a true man to man corner.
0: Who'd you have them take in second round then?
1: Uh I have them taking the FCS killer and Christian Watkins out of NDSU wide receiver. I've seen oh. this man play a total of four times,
0: and this guy is fucking absurd. You think they take another receiver, huh? Another, another weapon? I I think,
1: I think going off of what we've kind of been talking about the last few weeks, he, the, uh, they need another stud wideout. McCall Hartman's a good slot, but they need an, a guy opposite of Tyreek Hill. They need a big guy. I, Christian Watkins is a Julio Jones bill, a little bit faster, catches everything. This man's an absolute nut when it comes to catching the ball and everything you need to be, everything you need to have to be a top wide receiver. This guy has it.
0: So let's say they take these guys and retain their roster, maybe get a couple of free agents. Where do you see the Chiefs next season, and how will they stack up in the AFC West in your opinion? The AFC West is a tough division. There's no,
1: in my opinion, there's no division that's
0: not in football except
1: the NFC East. As far as division, I would see them losing maybe. I can see them sweeping the Raiders and then splitting the Chargers and Broncos. And as for the playoffs, it depends on if if they're on the same side as the Bills or if they're on the opposite side of the Bills because I can see them going divisional round or I can see them going to the conference championship.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, honestly. I mean, I definitely am not a chief supporter at all, but I can't hate on them based on bias. So I'm just going to say that I bet they do well next year. I think they actually don't start slow. I think they come out the gates hot. They're pissed off, you know. And then I think we do see maybe, hopefully not, but an injury or something's going to happen in my opinion. And like you said, I think they meet the Bills in the playoffs, and I don't think they get past them. I also think this is the last year they
1: will be able to be this good with this team because this is the year Patrick Mahomes' contract starts setting in and Travis Kelsey's contract's coming up and Tyree Kill, and you have to pay those guys.
0: Moving on to the next organization, let's talk Chargers football. Uh, they got a little up-and-down season. They finished 9-8 and eight on the season. They ranked fourth in offense, which is the first time that's happened for them in definitely a while. And their defense was a little lackluster, 23rd. What did you see from the Chargers this season, Jaden?
1: I don't think I've ever seen a team in the past two seasons be in so many close games and lose them all. Yeah, like, no. I feel like... I feel like every week they they're blowing a team out, or they're losing a close one where it comes down to the final possession. They, I just feel bad for this team, honestly. They have a great quarterback in Justin Herbert, who's young. They have a great receiving core in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, a great tight end. Like I don't I don't know what what piece is missing. I want to say O line because that's just if you see that talent, you gotta say oh the O line such sucks, which it does. So I think in that direction, they'll be looking. Or that's the direction they'll be looking.
0: Yeah, thankfully for them, Rashawn Slater is really good. They're a rookie from last year. And buffing that up will help. But we start looking into their season. They started 4-1. and one. They started out the gates nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, the win against the Chiefs was just – it was nice to see because it was just a team clicking on all cylinders. And yeah. then they
0: kind of fell off after that. Not going to lie. Yeah, in their next six, they went 2-4, and four, and then they finished the season 3-3 three and three with a crazy final game versus the Raiders. Uh, Jayden, do you remember that game? And if so, mm-hmm. uh, ex- explain it a little bit for people out there that don't know. So,
1: the story is after the game, coming from kind of both sides, is there were, they, obviously you never want to tie, but both teams kind of towards the end of the game were going for a tie which the Chargers, Justin Herbert, made an incredible drive, converted on three or four fourth, fourth and long opportunities to punch it in. And then the Raiders drive down, kick field goal, send it to OT. Raiders win the toss, they get the ball. And then they were kind of like, they were stuttering a little about their own 45, maybe 50-yard line. It was first or second down, and the Chargers call a timeout to put in there like, run-stop D. Because by this point, everyone thinks both, like, Raiders are going for the tie because both teams were going to get in. And then very next play, Raiders bust one for 15 to 20 yards for a run, get into field goal position, Raiders went off a kick. So, I mean, that's just got to be heartbreak if you're a Chargers fan.
0: If there's any of them out there. But... (laughs) Um. Yeah, this game had actually playoff implications if they both tied, which was the craziest part. And it came down to it, but they didn't. And it did make a legendary week 18 game. Let's move on to some draft talk for the Chargers. And my first pick for them, they have the 17th pick. I have them taking Jordan Davis from Georgia. Big boy, D-tackle. Davis eats up space on the interior with his strong anchor. And his scouting report says he puts on a clinic and how to stack and shed. He takes advantage of his length and upper body power to extend as he pleases. I think he'd fit because the Chargers' run defense was a huge weakness this year. Uh, They need a true nose tackle in their 3-4 scheme that showed up uh, when watching film. And I think Davis will bring a dominant two-gap presence to the D-line. And with guys like Derwin James and Kenneth Murray, I think that he would actually... Make that defense not sub twenty in the league. Who do you have them taken? Uh, I agree with you, Jordan Davis. I think this is this is the
1: position the Chargers need desperately. They every team wanted to run up the middle on him because they could. They couldn't run on the outside because of Joey Bosa. And I can see this guy. I mean, this guy's a giant. Huge. I can see him being. I can see him being a, the next Aaron Donald, but bigger. He has the speed. He has the strength.
0: If he stays healthy, this guy will just dominate. I want you to guess his weight for me. Well, how much do you think the man weighs? 365. 365 is the guess. 340. Damn it. Yeah. Got to go raise
1: some Cane's or something. 6'6,
0: six, six, 340. Who do you have him taking
1: uh, second round? Uh, I have them taking the uh, offensive tackle, Rashad Walker from Penn State. Because like I like I alluded to earlier, this team needs offensive line, and I mean Walker has the size, the speed. Like obviously, the scouting report says he's great at everything, but like obviously, they, he does have weaknesses, and we'll see it. But I think if they can develop this guy, he's he's definitely has the size to be in the NFL.
0: Oh, I agree with you. I think they're also taking a tackle. I just think they're taking Nicholas uh, Freer from Ohio State. Freer was deployed as a starting right tackle for Ohio State Buckeyes. According to the scattering report, the upside for him as a prospect is fairly clear and obvious because of his size, length, and athleticism. Uh, the reason I think he would fit in is he gives the team two perimeter tackles. Uh, the rookie sensation Rashawn Slater is going to be really good, and if you could help out that other side, then Herbert's going to have way more time and what would hurt that. And it also add to the zone running scheme And Austin Eckler, whoever the next running back is for the Chargers, will flourish.
1: Yeah, I mean, this team's looking on the up and up for sure. Yeah, and where do you see him next season? Uh, I see him in the playoffs this time, winning those close games because I feel like Justin Herbert is tired of losing those
0: ones. But what sucks is he's never on the field
1: during the end of the game.
0: It's not not 100%. (laughs) Not even close. It's not his fault.
1: (laughs) No, not at all. But yeah, I could see this team making divisional rounds, most likely. I think if they make it to the playoffs, I think they'll have the have a drive. I could see them maybe pulling a Bengals run a little, make it to the AFC Chipper. But really? I mean, yeah, this team, I this team has this team has the pieces to make a run. They just need to get them working at the same time.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with you. They have pieces. I still think they're two, three years out with that defense, and that offense is is close to being. A damn, damn good playoff offense. But I still see them two or three years out. I actually have the Chargers as last place next season. But I don't know. It depends on a lot of factors. And I know they have some great players. But I think they're still a couple years out from being dominant, like maybe you see. Yeah, I don't know. It's just – I think they have too good of an offense to be the worst
1: in their division, if that makes sense.
0: I will give them credit. Their head coach is awesome. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they have all the right pieces. They just need to get it clicking at the same time. Yeah, and speaking of clicking, the Raiders this season made the playoffs. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Finished second in the AFC West with a 10-7 and record. And I like to call them the Prison Yard Raiders. Jade, do you want to maybe give me a guess why I call them the Prison Yard Raiders? Uh, the speedster on and off the field, Henry drugs Basically, one-fourth of their roster Almost got put in jail. Not actually, but gosh. It's like every other week we heard something. It is amazing, though, that they finished second in the AFC West. Just with all the shit they had to go through this season. I mean, it just shows putting the team in Vegas, you're going to kind of get some There will shit. be problems.
1: But, I mean, look at the Golden Knights, though. They don't have any problems
0: in hockey. Different egos. Let's dive into their season. They were 11th in offense and 14th in defense on the year, so mid to front of pack in a way. They started the season three and zero, and they just like some other teams did, they shit the bed hard. Their next ten, they went three and seven, and this was in the midst of the rugs car crash and the head coach Gruden gets fired, so it's understandable. They rallied. They rallied so hard, and you got to give credit to Basickia because he rallied these guys to win four in a row and get into the playoffs as a five-season. So I got to give him credit. I'm not a Raiders guy. But, Jaden, how did you see them rallying so well?
1: I think it was solely off of him and Derek Carr. They kind of took the whole team together and said, like, we have the pieces. We can do this. I thought he should have got the head coaching job.
0: I agree. Because I think he did. He, I think he should have.
1: I mean, yeah, how do you not give it to the guy, though? Like, if you're a Raiders organization, who is, like, this guy
0: knows your entire team. I know, and bringing in an old Bronco and Josh McDaniels, head coach, it's just, it's just questionable to me. Yeah, you need offense, but how much, honestly? You ranked 11th in the league. I mean, if you just do some minor improvements, you might be a, you're a top 10 offense in the NFL. Yeah, Absolutely. Moving on to the playoffs. First game, they get to see the Burrow show. And it was actually a pretty good game in the first half. It was a little boring, to be honest, but Burrow pulled away and ended the Raiders season. And from there on, it's draft time. Yeah, I mean, Burrow had a good game. They're out, obviously. So, round one, who do you have them taking? I see them taking Trevon Walker. I think he's going to buff that D-line to be crazy, and with Max Crosby there, and I think it's Nengai. I can't pronounce his name. Nengai. I can't say Nganu, Ngoi, you know, it's like a hard-ass name. Nganu? Something like that. But with Max Crosby becoming an even better player, they can really stop the run, hopefully, for the Raiders, not for me. <laughs> but <laughs> they hopefully can try and stop the run, and I think Drafting Walker would really help. What about you? Who do you see them taking first round?
1: I see them taking the other side of the line. I have them taking Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. This guy can play two positions, play in college, center and
0: guard. I think buffing, you O know, line always helps. Yeah, and that's what I did second round. Um, I think they add another Bulldog in the team with Jamare Sailor. hopefully saying his name right, for some O-line help. And he's six four, big guy about 290, 300 pounds, and that O-line just needs some work, and Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Absolutely. Uh, second round, I've ta- I have them taking Quay Walker from
1: Georgia, the linebacker. He was kind of the, uh, the other punch from the Kobe Dean on that Georgia defense, which we all know was just absurd this season. So I think he'll be a great fit he can cover. You can cover well, which their pass defense at times was spotty, especially in that Chargers game. I don't know how much Justin Herbert had, but he had a lot. And then going against Joe
0: Burrow, obviously. Yeah, and I I see them in later rounds. Um, I haven't looked into who they would exactly pick, but I see them also picking up some DBs for sure and just trying to find more talent on that defense because you got Mahomes in your division. You got to have a good defense. Absolutely, how do you think they will do next season if uh let's say their draft goes well? Uh, I could see them actually falling out of the playoffs do you think uh you think they did better last season than they will next season?
1: I think so yeah i I just don't know I'm not I like Derek Carr, but there's there's something about the Raiders team where it's like they had to win. F- four straight to get into the playoffs and not if they're back against the wall like that again, I don't think they could do it.
0: Yeah. And this is probably my favorite part of this entire podcast. Cause I do not see the Raiders doing good at all next season. And yeah, it is biased, but fuck the Raiders. And I think, I think their defense isn't there yet. I mean, they have obviously great players on offense. Uh, won't discredit that, but their defense is nowhere near the point it needs to be to stop some of these big time offenses in the NFL. Yeah, and we saw that with the big time offense in the Bengals in the playoffs.
1: I mean, they were close, but they didn't really get the job done. And I think the the Bengals team will get better, and I don't think the Raiders defense will get better unless they draft defense.
0: I don't see that Raiders defense making like clutch defensive stops in the fourth. Exactly, where like they'll they'll be ranked like kind
1: of where they were the last season in terms of rank defensive overall ranking, but I just don't see them making like that next step. And like, they need to get the crunch time stop.
0: Yeah. Like teams are picking up fourth and two on, on the Raiders, but I think we definitely have an agreement that the Raiders will probably have had a worse season next season. Yeah. I think, I think that's,
1: I think we hit it on the head there.
0: All right. We're going to move on next to the one and only my beloved, Denver Broncos. And I'm going to welcome to the show uh, one of my great friends and buddies, Mr. Tyler Pozzola. How are we doing down in warm Florida, Mr. Tyler?
2: No complaints on here, guys, besides the Denver Broncos uh, football season. But other than that, doing great.
0: Yeah, exactly. And diving into their season really quick. Uh, Broncos, unfortunately for Tyler and I, finished 7-10 and 10 on the season. Uh, they ranked 19 in offensive yards and Eighth, which was pretty good on the defensive side. Uh, Jaden, could you, as a non-Broncos fan, describe what you saw from the outside?
1: I, I have a lot of friends that are Broncos fans. This team's a quarterback away. I think that's the common conception of this team. Their defense is stellar. Their secondary is very good. D-line maybe can get a little better, but offensively, they're a
0: quarterback away. Yeah, and we thought that was going to happen when they started they started out the season 3 and 0. Uh Tyler, what were the vibes from you when we were 3 and 0 with Mr. Teddy Bridgewater?
2: I mean, we we had two gloves swinging it. I actually went up to Jacksonville and watched them play against the Jaguars and I mean, had a couple bets in on that game. I was feeling good, 3 and 0 to start the season and then yeah, it. I mean, when when you start three and zero to those three teams, it's it, it's just a little less impressive than you know I would like to see it, but um, I, I'd like to think that you know we are a quarterback away. But as long as Drew Locks on the roster, we're doomed.
1: <laughs> hey, I like Drew Lock. No. He is uh, the best nickname in sports, guys. It's
2: been he's got <sighs> I mean, too much time. The, the problem with Drew Lock because there's so many more like quarterbacks in the league that are like you know way worse than him but my issue with drew lock as a broncos fan is he's just good enough to like give like glimpse of hope so he'll like come out and have like a pretty good game and you're like okay like maybe locks the guy and you know the the chats you know start saying you know lock you know he's the future and then he'll come out and like fumble on like a third and two like when you really need it like he's just he's just not it
1: he'll just keep like flirting with greatness and then he just goes back to remembering he's drew lock yeah exactly I want to like him so badly, but it, it's, just, it's just not it.
0: Yeah, he pulled some shit moves during shit parts of the game. And I don't know. I think that first and 3-0 start honestly hurt them because kind of like you were saying, Tyler, they were playing some easy-ass competition. And right after that, they lost four in a row. And I don't know. I think they were just used to maybe a worse side of football. And they did not do well for a while, about a month. And then they did get an impressive win versus the Cowboys. Uh, what do you remember about that game, Tyler? Every, every game you're going to ask me, I'm going to be like, yeah, I had the Broncos money line on that one because I've
2: <laughs> shit every week. But So that, that one was hype for me. That was, that was a great week. And it was just like one of those that was like, I mean, it's kind of the Broncos, just like the Drew Locke thing. It's like I want to be excited about it. But then again, it's like they have a great week like that to the Cowboys. And then they like turn around the next week and lose. So it's just it's just up and down. Too many ups and downs for me, man. But that week oh, was, a, yeah.
0: that was, that was a nice week. If there's one thing Broncos uh, country can do well, it's beating the Cowboys because they haven't beat us in a long-ass time.
2: Yeah, we, we definitely have their number, which is a good number to have. Yeah. It's always fun to beat up on the Cowgirls.
0: Yeah, because their fans are Cowgirls. I have some buddies that I can't stand when I talk to football with them.
2: Yeah, they're the Lakers, Duke, Cowboys fans, Alabama football
0: yeah, then the shit started right back up right back in the toilet we went. Uh, we finished the season two and six. What did you think of the up and down roller coaster season you saw? I well, was a dolphins fan. I'm kind of used to that,
1: so like I didn't think much of it. but I mean, the two gloves magic kind of went away, and then the defense started getting on the field a bit too much and then they're a great defense, but if you're tired, you're tired. Just a quarterback
0: away. I'm gonna stick with that. <laughs> no, that and that that takes us right into uh, the big question everyone's wondering about. Tyler, hit me with your Aaron Rodgers prediction, or what do you think is going on in this scenario?
2: Well, as you guys know, Vegas always knows something. So if you if you go look at the odds, put on a future bet where Aaron Rodgers will play next season. If it's not with the Packers, Denver Broncos are plus one hundred and fifty, and then I think number two is. San Francisco at plus five hundred. So, I mean, Vegas is thinking Denver. I mean, he had that Instagram post the other day, which I don't know. He's he's like one of the biggest trolls in the league, so he could just be like messing with everyone. But I don't know. I, I would give it about like a seventy seventy five percent chance that he'll be in Denver next year.
1: How how good do you guys feel that his OC is now the Broncos head coach? Do you yeah, think that,
2: that that was big? He's like. Everything that I've read is like he didn't really have a great relationship with the floor, but like Hackett was like his guy. Like he was always with Hackett. So when we got him, then I was like, okay, well maybe this actually is going to happen. But once again, I, I I don't really trust you know our our front office to do the right thing and actually make it make a real run at him. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough to see if they're ever going to pull the trigger because, like we've seen in the last. Stafford came in by us without even Hearing about it I mean that was some bullshit But uh, What impact let's say Rodgers Comes next season Talk to me both of you what do you Think uh, his impact on the Broncos Would be and how many wins do you think we have
1: I think you two are Slugging it out with the chiefs for The either the five spot Or the one spot
2: yeah I'm I'm Saying if if we have Rodgers We'll win the AFC West No doubt no The Chiefs, here's my thing with the Chiefs. Like, they have Mahomes, they have Kelsey, they have so many offensive weapons. But, like, we kind of saw it this last season. Like, they got figured out by, like, some not-so-great teams. I mean, the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl, but to, like, come back, like, two games like that. And they just had some other, like, pretty bad losses. You know, the Raiders beat them. So, I mean, I think the Chiefs are, like, slowly unfolding, and they're kind of getting into that issue where, They have too many big contracts and I think they'll start losing pieces, you know, here and there. And then, I mean, Reed, I mean, he's an offensive mastermind, but I mean, everyone's figuring him out. I feel like, so I don't know. I think if the Broncos, I mean, the Broncos have some like insane weapons and I don't think people like even realize like Tim Patrick, you got Cortland Sutton, you got Judy. And then, I mean, dude, if, if we just had someone to get them the ball, it, I mean I'm saying they're gonna win the AFC West next year if we have Rodgers.
0: No, I'm I'm on that train with you. And I think the biggest part is the run game too because like Hackett brings in like a a zone scheme kind of running and Javante Williams is gonna be our our next huge little key piece, I think. I think that's kind of who I'm relying on because Rogers here, Rogers there. Either way, I'm kinda of on the Javante Williams train. And like you said, we have good weapons. We just need someone to goddamn sling it there. Yeah,
2: I th- I think if we make the move and get Rodgers, I mean, we'll probably have to give up like our first-round pick, probably a couple first-round picks, a couple second-round picks. I mean, the Packers probably aren't going to be interested in any players, so I-, I think we'll just be giving them some like primo picks. So then, I mean, if we could just like maybe beef up our O-line a little bit and, you know, give give Williams the – You know, the the guys up front to do a little bit of the work for him. I I mean, I think we'll be dangerous. I mean, there's a
1: guy both of you did not mention at all in the offensive attack. I've heard it for three years now, and no offense. I mean, it's a top three tight end.
0: That's
2: true. He's a
1: dog.
0: He's a dog. He just needs to get the ball in his hands. I feel like the play calling last year, he just, like, didn't get any options. Like, didn't have any kind of say. Like, Like, Robert Tanyan for the Packers, Six targets a game, seven targets a game. And when we look at Noah Fant, he would have games with, like, one reception. Yeah. I mean, in my
1: Madden experience, him on the shallow cross is unguardable.
0: Dude, that's all you got to do. <laughs> Dude, he's a he's a shuffler down the field. He's got a big body, too. I mean, he could literally just be, like, Waller or Kelsey. He has the body frame. He just does not have the targets yet or the minds behind it.
2: Yeah, he, he's definitely underused, that's for sure.
0: Let's talk draft. All right, that all right. was about to say, all right. Now, say
1: some miracle Rodgers doesn't get drafted. Can we all agree that you guys are picking Kenny Pickett?
0: It's tough. That's who I think they will, but I've talked to other Broncos fans who say Corral. I forgot about the other stud that did well at Senior Bowl, but Tyler, what about you? I'm not on Corral. I, I, like, I mean, he's a good player, obviously, but
2: I, I would take Pickett. I think he – I don't know. I mean it's so tough to like draft a quarterback and like know what they're gonna turn into, but he kinda gives me like slight Josh Allen vibes where he could like develop into that type of player. Um but I don't know, man. I it's tough. It's tough. It's really hard to like just pick a quarterback and watch their college season and like know what they're gonna turn into. But out of those two I'm taking
1: Pickett. Yeah. I mean I will say Pickett's given me a lot of kind of Joe Burrow vibes. I mean Obviously, he wasn't in the system to win the national title. But he's kind of like – I feel like over this draft process, he's kind of getting told, like, his hands are too small. Maybe he doesn't have the arm. And, like, there's a lot of people downed him already, and that's putting a chip
0: on his shoulder. So, I think Pickett will come in very hungry into the league. Yeah. Yeah, that that's who I think they take first round. And he's kind of the desired, like, height and weight of the typical – Broncos quarterback I mean if LA was still GM I think he would be an absolute right away I think LA would snag him but now that we have Peyton he kind of like really thinks about everything after like watching videos and reading about him so I honestly don't know who will take
2: John Elway has just the biggest bonus for big tall white quarterbacks
0: just wants to slap one on them That's literally like Paxton Lynch Osweiler <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I, yeah Johnny's got a Johnny's got a white boy problem Peyton, Peyton Manning
2: yeah Peyton Manning the list goes on horse, and on
0: Horsecock Cocklock <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we tried with him second round I think they since they lost Vaughn they need to fill that gap I think they go outside linebacker and they take the uh, what's his name Arnold I can't pronounce his last name well but it's like a Beckety. Uh it's Penn State and he and Bradley Chubb would wreak hell off that defensive line um Tyler what do you see us position wise maybe taking besides a quarterback in the draft yeah
2: I I think I I mean my major concerns honestly are offensive line because we never just have like a Super strong offensive line. And like when we do have injuries, I feel like we're just throwing in like just Joe Blow off the street, like to find a fat guy and just like tell him to suit up. Like that's what it seems like, honestly. So I i would really like to see us like maybe invest in our O line a little bit more. And then like you said, maybe maybe get an edge rusher to compliment Chubb since we lost Miller. But I mean our our defense is solid. We have, you know, some great corners. We have certain and
1: um yeah, we, we got some dog Simmons, so. Jaden, what do you see us taking outside of a quarterback? I mean, you guys did bring up great points about the offensive line, but I kind of I kind of got to replace Vaughn Miller. So if I went a different direction with uh, Nick B- Bonadeau from Oklahoma, he's a little bit undersized, but he's faster than, I'd say, Vaughn or Is he Arnold. Is an edge? He's an edge.
2: Okay, so I have, I have a question for you guys. A couple, couple other scenarios at quarterback that I've just been, like, seeing in the news and stuff. What do you, what do you think about uh, Russell Wilson?
1: Gene, you road? go first. For a shitty O-line, Russell Wilson would be a great pick. Because, I mean, his whole career he's been scrambling. So, I could see the Russell Wilson. I I could see it a lot, actually. I was thinking, actually, I'd love this guy, but Jameis Winston, most electric player in football.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Mr. Mr. Pick 6 himself. After okay. the Lasik. Yeah.
2: One of the stats after Lasik.
0: Yeah. Name yeah.
1: another quarterback doing a granny fake 15 yards down the field. You can't. <laughs> and it being
0: effective. He'll be back by than ever next year, wherever he ends up. Probably one of the funniest players in the league, but I don't want him coming to Denver. I just, yeah, coming off injury. And- He'll be hot, dude. If he was all in right. Denver, he'd be high all the time. It would be. Bad. All right. <laughs> go, be- going back to Russ. Get back on track, Schmidt. Would he Yeah, um, (laughs) kind of like what you said. Russ is already used to a a shit O-line, and I think with the new head coach, Russ could really collaborate with uh, Hackett. The only problem I could see happening is I feel like like the O-line would backfire once again, and it would just be the same old shit. Like, now we have to get an O-line. I feel like with Rodgers... He kind of like gets a personal relationship with all the linemen, and I don't see Russell Wilson doing that. I think like like if you look at Bacchiarty and Rogers, they're like best friends. If you look at Wilson, I can I guarantee he's not tight with one of his linemen. You know, so I think a leadership role would not be there as much. But it's Russell Wilson, so it would be it would be better than Drew Lock. Don't get me wrong. Better than two gloves. Yeah, fuck that. I'm over that guy. Yeah. When he didn't dive for that ball, I forgot which game it was, but he fumbled it or something. And no, he threw a pick, and then he yeah, it's got called a the a business decision. <laughs> yeah, business decision, Bridgewater. Soft. So Tyler, let's say we get Rodgers, and then let's say we get like a average quarterback. Say we get pissed off and they bring in Cousins. Where do you see the Broncos next season with both scenarios? I mean, yeah, that's a tough one because Cousins is like – he's one of those quarterbacks,
2: too. Like, I feel like Vikings fans are probably just like – it's a love-hate relationship because he has these insane stats and, like, puts up these crazy numbers each week. And then – but he's just also one of those guys, and that's what, like, separates, like, the Tom Brady's and the Rodgers from the league, like, from, like, other guys in the league, like Cousins. Like, they just don't make the plays when it counts, and I feel like Cousins is one of those guys. And the Broncos – they, like, are constantly in situations where they're needing someone to, like, step up and make those plays. So, I mean, I think if we have Cousins, we'll have another, like, subpar season, probably around 500. Rodgers, I think, will probably lose four games.
0: Oh, that's, that's totally fair. Jane. what about you? Before I ask Tyler some last questions and wrap this up. I agree with Tyler completely. I think it's an 8-8 eight and eight season.
1: I've never been sold on Cousins, personally. I think he'll have that great game. Where it's like, wow, like this guy's sick, and then he'll be Kirk Cousins again. No, I don't want him,
0: but I had to ask. <laughs> but yeah, he's in Tyler, the
2: news. He's in the talks.
0: So, yeah, I have I have seen his name, so I, I had to bring it up. But I have two questions for you, Tyler, uh, just as a Broncos fan. Question: Who's your least favorite division team? And then, who's your favorite player on the roster right now for the Broncos?
2: My least favorite division team. I mean, I grew up – that's tough because I'm just one of those fans where I, like, I absolutely hate the Raiders. I hate the Chargers. And now, like, I especially hate the Chiefs. But – so when when I was a little kid, though, I, like – I hated the Raiders. Just, like, that was our rival. That's who I hated. But now that they moved to Vegas and I just feel like it's not, like, the same Raiders. So I don't really – I don't have that, like – hate burning passion for them anymore like I don't like them but they just like our whatever um the Chargers I would say like in junior high like when Rivers was doing his thing I just hated Phillip Rivers and I hated the (laughs) Chargers so I think I've gone through phases and now of course you know the Chiefs are have built what they have now and have had our number for a long time I think it's been since I was in high school since we beat the Chiefs so um, Uh, Yeah, I I would say right now, standing, it would have to be the Chiefs. But overall, the Raiders just because of the history.
0: And then favorite player on our roster right now?
2: My favorite player by far would be Cortland Sutton. How how come? So, I mean, I I liked him from the moment we drafted him. But, like, I just like his style of play. Like, he's just one of those guys. He, like, gets up and down the field. He just – I feel like he doesn't drop anything just seems like a good guy. Like I follow him on Instagram and like, I've heard him like in a couple of interviews and he, he just seems like a good guy. And he just, he seems to be like really into the Broncos too. Like I like Judy and I like some other guys, but I, I think Sutton will be with us for the long haul. I hope that That's, doesn't age poorly, but we'll see. Yeah.
0: we might have to bring the clip back up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he um, this season. Last, last question I have you. Cause my personal favorite player is Judy. I love Judy. I always have best route i think he's the best route runner i've seen yeah do you think he takes everyone thought he was going to take a step next year but obviously two gloves didn't give him shit do you say say we get the whatever quarterback average do you think he takes another step next season
2: yeah for sure like you said he's he's an insane route runner so especially if we get Rodgers, because you'll look you see like what judy does like even when he's not getting the ball thrown at him, it's, it's very similar to Adams. If you have any like, route running ability, like, Rodgers is going to put it in your hand. So especially if we get Rodgers, I, I think he'll have a, a breakout season.
0: For sure. I'm, I'm with you there. Jaden, uh, you got any thoughts on the last couple of questions before we wrap it up? Uh,
1: I like the stuff about Judy. I think he is the next Devontae Adams because it's kind of early in Devontae Adams' career where he couldn't re- great route runner, but he couldn't really catch the ball. And, like, look at him now. He catches everything. So I think Judy will be the next Devontae Adams.
0: And, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, he just needs quarterback to do it. But that will conclude our episode four of The Brawl. Uh, Appreciate everyone listening out there. And we'll catch you next time.